0: Welcome to the Next Level Business Podcast for entrepreneurs who are looking to take their business and wealth to the next level. Welcome back to the podcast, guys.
1: Yo, yo. How's everybody doing out there?
0: Hey. So Next Level Business Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about how to analyze real estate, deals, um, commercial, residential, your first time buying a piece of property, how to look at the numbers. Um, Shane has a specific formula that's easy to um, digest, if you will. And you can calculate very easily like if it's going to be profitable or not. So we're going to be diving into that today. And um, since you guys don't have visuals, if you guys are tuning in, and thanks for tuning in for those who have been uh, listening from all over the world. Uh, we've, uh, we're on several platforms right now, and uh, we've got a lot in store for you. It's exciting that we finally got this thing launched.
1: Yeah, it's exciting.
0: It's going well. It's going well. It's going well. Put on a lot of hard work, and now we're seeing everything paid off. Uh, we hit, uh, what, 100 downloads a couple of weeks ago, uh, and um, yeah, it's growing growing ever, every day, every day. All right, so Shane, where are we starting off at?
1: Well, you know, we talked about the one of the big points about the Mastermind of what we do is we love interviewing these awesome business owners, right? These everyday guys out there just making it happen, but... Also, we want to do these deep dives where every, you know, every couple episodes or so we have a we we have a breakdown. In today's breakdown, the deep dive is on real estate. Mm-hmm. So, ninety percent of all millionaires out there have been made a millionaire by real estate. Mm-hmm. That, that that's an incredible number. Yeah. And you know, we as business owners to get to the next level, you want to marry these two worlds together.
0: Yeah,
1: and I've been working on a book you know, for the past, I don't know how many months it's been. It's been a while, right, Josh? Ready to get it out, baby. Uh, they're, they're, they're kind of a beat down to get to. But the, the book is about the small business owner buying his own piece of real estate. I'm such a big fan. I think if you're a business owner, one of the best things you can do to create long-term wealth is to buy your own building. Josh, you did that a couple of years ago. And the best business owners that I had did that. They bought a building and they married their good business with the building and it became a home run. So right. we believe in real estate. We believe it's one of the three asset classes. You know, we, we talked about that quite a bit. The three asset classes are real estate, uh, business and stocks and bonds. So right. tonight the deep dive is about real estate. How does the business owner, how does the investor get it, you know, the first time? And then what kind of investment analysis are we looking at to determine if that's a good property or not? Right. You know, we, we we hit on this topic of you don't want to buy a marginal business. Mm-hmm. A marginal business will absolutely destroy you. But you don't want to buy a marginal real estate either. And you want to make sure on the front side that you've done plenty of homework so that you're not buying a marginal piece of real estate. And so how do you stay away from marginal real estate? Well, the first thing you do is you want to break down all these numbers and you want to make sure that you're uh rate of return is acceptable like that it's something that you want to bear so the first thing we're going to start with is
0: you, before you get can you define a marginal piece of real estate
1: yeah so uh let, let me go into the numbers of the breakdown of the residential and then as i'm going through these numbers i will i will hit on the marginal piece of that so on the residential side and and when we're talking about these Pieces, these are like how I like to analyze property. And there's a whole bunch of ways to do it. And you're going to see different guys giving different ones. And and nobody's wrong. It's just a question of what works for you and what might be the best way to do it. So, this is the way that I like to do it on the side. And we start with residential because that's what everybody knows, Mm -hmm. right? That's the first thing that most real estate investors or an investor, when he gets into real estate, that is the piece that he buys. It's very simple to understand. Just like the game of Monopoly, right? Right. So, so this is what we're looking for. So, what I'm looking for on a piece of residential real estate is I want to see that whatever the cost is, right? And I like to use the the hundred thousand dollar barrier because that that makes for easy math, right? So, if you buy a piece of real estate, a residential piece of real estate for hundred thousand dollars, I want to see that it that the monthly rental income is 1.25%. Okay. So, so what that means is if you take 1.25% of $100,000, it's 1250 a month in rent. And that's gross. That is gross. So you want to make sure that the rent is at least 1250 on a $100,000 rental property. That's 1.25% and that yeah. is going to make for a very good piece of real estate. Gotcha? So anything above that number, you're starting to get into the home run phase, right? If you have a piece of real estate that is bringing you one and a half percent or two percent, man, it's off the charts on the rental income side. But if you get below the one point two five and you start getting towards the one percent figure, now we're talking about a marginal deal, which is what you were
0: talking about, Josh. Okay. Okay. Got you. you.
1: Okay. So uh, when you buy residential real estate and real estate in general, from an investor standpoint, you're going to go to two places. You're going to go to the bank or you're going to go to what we call SBA. Those are generally your main two players for uh, real estate. And for the, where where you really need to build good rapport is with the banks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And what they're going to want is they're going to want 20% down. So back to the hundred thousand dollar piece of real estate. If you put 20, percent down on a hundred grand. I know this is kind of getting in the weeds. It might be a little boring here, but bear with me. So 20% of a hundred thousand is 20,000. So you're going to have a note now of $80,000 because you're going to give the bank 20,000, Yep. right? So you got a note of $80,000 and the bank is going to want to put that on a 20 year amortization. Because it's investment. Because it's investment. Right. They don't want to give you 25 or 30, you know, on your primary residence, you're going to get a 30 year fixed rate. Right. That's what 90 percent of all mortgages are. They're they're 30 year fixed rate mortgages. Well, when you deal with a bank, the reason they don't give you 30 years is because they take the interest rate risk on that loan. Uh, okay. They're lending the money. It's their money. Right. And they're lending it to you and they don't want to play that interest rate risk game. So they will not fix your rate for 30 years. Most of those you'll get a five-year fixed rate. That's it. It, it. The majority of these banks out there will give you five years on the rate fixed. So if you get a 5% rate, they will say that it's fixed for five years. Yeah. Now, after that, it might go adjustable yearly. Gotcha. But they're adjustable. Now, on your primary you'll get a 30-year fixed rate because that is sold as a mortgage-backed security. And that is a bond. It's a big pool of bonds and the asset are all these houses. You might have a hundred houses inside this one uh, mortgage-backed security and they will give you a 30-year fixed rate. And it's backed by Fannie and Freddie, which is a hybrid uh, government institution and they will give you a 30-year fixed rate. So on the investment side, you won't get that. You're not going to get a 30-year fixed rate. You're going to get a 20-year loan most of the time, and it's going to be on a five-year fixed rate. So your your payment's going to be a little bit higher, but that's okay. And then what I recommend, this is what I recommend for residential real estate. Don't do a 20-year, do a 15-year. So your first thing is you want to get 1.25% per month on your payment and you want to put it on a 15 year note and your goal is to make 250 to 500 on a 15 year note
0: so net monthly net 250 to 500
1: 250 to 500 okay what i like about that that is just enough cash flow for you to service it make a little bit of cash flow but what i like about these 15 year notes on on the residential side is you're going to be in the money very quickly. You're going to have equity in these properties fast. Right. That's going to be a good thing because your end goal as an investor is to get all your properties paid off. Yeah. And to make twenty thousand a month. That doesn't sound bad, does it,
0: JP? Easily achievable. <laughs> it really is, man. It's not that hard. It's and not so that hard, hard in but that, ten years in ten yes. years, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you would love to extrapolate that fifteen-year note and compress it down to ten years.
0: So, um, if I'm taking the the fifteen-year versus the twenty-year, is there going to be a rate difference? No. Nope. Okay. So why Plains am I like why that. am I doing that? You can take the twenty for safety. So can I do if, the twenty and then just increase the payments? Absolutely. Okay. You can do that. And that way, I'm not on the hook. As far as the debt to income ratio.
1: Yeah. And that's probably even a better strategy right there. Yeah. Go ahead and put it on a 20 year. You get a cheaper payment for safety, but then you pay it like a 15 year note. Right. 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 And then what you want to do is you want to get a second house, a third house, a fourth house, a fifth house. You want to do monopoly on that. Yeah. Where you don't think of one house. You want to think five houses, 10 houses, 15 yeah. And then you want to think about how can I get these things paid off as fast as I physically can. Right. And as it, let's say you're a business owner, don't worry about living on any of that cash flow, right? Pay all that off as fast as you can so that you can get your 20 houses paid off and you're going to make over 20,000 a month. Yeah. Every month for the rest of your life. And you can do so many cool things when you get these properties paid off, you can sell them. Right. And you'll probably have a, A portfolio that's worth three, four million dollars. Or you can pull cash out if you need it for whatever reason. The banks, if you have properties paid off free and clear, that will easily let you go into debt and put some debt on these properties if you so choose to. And you can pull that that money out in the form of a loan, and that is tax-free. That's the cool thing about. Pulling a loan out of houses on the investment side is you don't pay a capital gains tax on that. So it's a win win in that regard. But you have lots of opportunity, lots of options when you get your real estate paid off.
0: So that's in a form of a HELOC, right? No. Well, you
1: could. You could do it. You could set it up as a line of credit.
0: Is that tax free? Yes.
1: It would still be tax free.
0: What were you talking about? what mechanism or product were you talking
1: Well, about? you just do a loan where you get all the money up front. So uh,
0: like Instead of it of being a line of
1: credit, so there's two different two different forms there. A line of credit means you can you can take it when you need it. You can pay it down, but that line is still open. Right, right. Like a credit card on your house. It's mm-hmm. it's a line of credit that is open. But a closed loan, a fixed loan means if you do $300,000 loan, they put 300 grand in your bank account. And you can't increase that loan. You can't pay it down and then draw it back up. So just
0: like a term term loan. Term loan. That's
1: exactly right.
0: With the house as collateral, with the property. With the
1: house it. as collateral. Gotcha. That's exactly right. All right. So that is residential, mm-hmm. and that's the analysis that I look for. Okay. And again, it's two five percent in rents per month. When you start dip below that. When you get closer to the 1%, and here's the math on a 1% deal, you buy a $100,000 house and it rents for $1,000. That's right. that's an easy number. That's 1%. If you buy a $200,000 house, that's 1%. If you do mm-hmm. a 1% real estate deal, that is a marginal deal. Right. And, and you don't what, want
0: that. So uh, so 0.25% is is the difference between success and failure. I mean, uh, in that, in that analogy, that
1: is a very good point. Yeah. So now your spirits will be crushed if you have a 1% deal, because you will just be like the mouse on the wheel. You'll be like, man, I'm just not getting ahead on this thing. Now, yeah. the one caveat, you might have bought a house that is worth the money. If you might have a lot of equity in the ha- this house, mm-hmm. yeah, you might've bought it for a hundred grand, but it might be worth 150. Yep. And you just decide to uh, lease it out. Yeah. And do it because that's an appreciation game. That That's a capital gains game that you don't mind playing. But so what we're talking about, though, on the, uh, the the marginal thing is there's not a lot of equity in the home and it's only 1% in monthly rents per month. That's marginal. That's what you want to stay away from.
0: How did you come up with this 1.25 formula?
1: You know, there there are some theories out there that you see. But, man, when I was just... Buying all these houses back in the day, and you know, and, and I encourage people to do this. There's a book out there called Thinking for a Change. And you right. and I have talked about this. How few people really think right on a regular basis. Yeah. We're so dumbed down, man. You pick up these cell phones, we're dumbed down.
0: Yeah.
1: We watch TV, we've got the internet now. I mean, we we've never had a time where we never think. And we and if you never think, you never really grow, right? right? Right. You got to spend time and thought you spend time in reflection and all this stuff grows us. Right? right. But we don't think so back in the day, I had a thinking chair. I had a chair set up in my house and I'd go sit in that chair, bro. Mm-hmm. And I even had a chair outside. So I'd go in, in the backyard, you know, on a summer day, you know, when you want to get a little sun, have a little beer in your hand, whatever. But I would take a notepad with me and I would run numbers on all these houses. And one of the numbers that kept coming out to me was monthly rents. And that's an easy way of doing it. I'm all about ease. I don't need some elaborate, sophisticated spreadsheet to tell me if something's a good deal. Right. You can break it down with just a handful of numbers. Right.
0: Right.
1: 1.25. 1.25, that's your number. If you get yep. one and a half, great deal. Yeah. One seven five two. man, it's off the charts.
0: Right. All right. So we... Look online. Okay. So we got, we put 20% down. We go to the bank.
1: And that hurts for a lot of people. That's yeah. a deal killer for a lot of folks is the 20%
0: down. Yeah. That's not cheap. Right. So what are other what are options? What are the other options for the, uh, the SBA? You said 20, 10%, right?
1: Yeah. Now, if you're just strictly buying a, a residential house, mm-hmm. you forget SBA. Right. So what, when, when you really want to dive into the, to the, uh, getting an SBA loan, that's going to be for the business owner for me personally buying his own building. Right. And we're going to touch on that in a few minutes. Yeah. All right. So the next thing I want to jump into is multifamily apartment complexes. Right. And, and one thing I will say is the majority of real estate investors evolve, right. You know, like, What you thought about, JP, when you're in your 20s is different than what you now think about now that you're entering your 30s, right? Yeah. And I can tell you what you think about in your 30s is going to be different from what you think about in your 40s. And I'll say the same thing for probably 50, 60, whatever, but we evolve. Real estate investors evolve as well. So the majority of folks, they start with a residential piece of real estate and they evolve into other things. Right. At the end of the day, when it all shakes out, you want to be an expert at whatever it is you're doing. Right. But a lot of people start out with residential and they gravitate to multifamily. And Greg Cardone is always talking about multifamily. But I'm going to give you a quick analysis of uh, of apartment complex, okay? So very similar, but you do one calculation first before you do that, uh, that rule that I did on the residential side. And that is on the apartment complex side, start with how many units the apartment complex has yeah and what the total cost of the complex is okay okay so i did i did a real simple one let's say you're buying an apartment complex with 25 houses okay and the cost is 3 million dollars all right okay so you take 3 million you divide it by 25 yeah and that is 120,000 a unit got it okay so that's very similar to our residential uh, scenario. I just did a $100,000 house because it was easy math. Right. In this one here, you start with what the complex cost, divide that by how many units it is, and you come up with a unit cost. Gotcha. Okay. So the unit cost of this scenario is 120000 But now you do the same estimate on that one unit. Oh,
0: okay. Gotcha. 1.25 on 120. 1.25. So, uh, what are we looking at on that times? So multiply. That is fifteen hundred a unit. Fifteen hundred, yeah, that's what I. That's
1: got. what you'd love to get. Now, here's my caveat, though, on apartment complexes as well. You can take a less of a rate instead of doing one point two five. Let's say you can go, you can go all the way down to, let's say one point one two. Mm-hmm on that you can get a lesser return on apartment complex because you have all of these units compressed into one it's economies of scale, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: instead of buying one house in whatever part of town it is, it's mm-hmm. very difficult for you to accumulate 25 of those. Right. Right. right? And you have closing costs on all 25,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you have down payments on all 25, all this stuff, it's very complex and cumbersome, but on apartment complex, one unit, everything is compressed into one. So you've got 25 units all right there together. So just because of how many you have, you can actually do less money on those. So that percentage can be low on an apartment complex.
0: And and I mean, average over the, the 20 units, right? Like some units may rent for more, right? Let's say 1,600.
1: Yeah. And so you, you're going to go by average, yeah. right? Cause you're going to have a one bedroom. You might have a two bedroom. You might have a three bedroom. You might have a four bedroom. Mm-hmm. And you'll have a different breakdown. Like the majority might be three, two, right. three bedrooms, but what's the average. Okay. Right. So start with what is the average and you can make a little bit less. Now here's the caveat with uh, apartment complexes. You get better financing terms, which mm-hmm. is beautiful. That's what you want. Right. So, Uh, there's actually apartment financing out there with Fannie and Freddie, and it is a great deal. I had a friend of mine, she was quoting me numbers yesterday. Uh, I think she was doing 25 units and she Mm -hmm. was building new, but they were giving her a 40 year note, bro, (laughs) 40 year amortization. So instead of 20, you get 40. Yeah. So just from a cash flow standpoint, you're going to make more money because you have better financing terms.
0: Right. What rate was that 40 at?
1: uh i I didn't know the rate,
0: okay, yeah, but I mean spread out that long
1: yeah but it it's it's a great rate, it's gonna yeah. be somewhere in the neighborhood of uh you know probably four to five and a half, wow, so it's a great rate forty year note right. so therefore again, you can make less money on that monthly percentage mm-hmm. to do that, and again they're like i said they're 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 way more elaborate uh analysis that you can go into, but we wanted to keep this simple for the people listening to us. You know, we want to do a deep dive tonight and we wanted to be simple about it. So that's the apartment complexes.
0: So is that a standard product? Uh, um, The 40 year financing? Is that standard? Normally
1: it's 25. Yep. But I think you can branch into 30 and 40, obviously.
0: Have you seen those deals before?
1: When I was on the banking side, I didn't do a lot of the apartment stuff. Mm -hmm. Because because Fanny is there, Fanny and Freddie, they would give more favorable terms than my bank would. I see. Okay. So you know where the investors go; they gravitate to where they get the best deals.
0: Right. So let's talk about interest-only uh, financing. So okay. a part of this other group that I'm in, um, their approach is to always get interest-only. Uh, Let's say on an apartment deal. Let's say they're buying an existing uh, apartment or commercial, you know, multi-tenant commercial property. Get an interest-only deal with the bank to maximize the cash flow. What are your thoughts on that?
1: If the bank will let you do it, knock yourself out. Because mm-hmm. on those type of deals that these that your guys are doing with, they're going for the upside, right? right? right. If you're only doing interest-only, mm-hmm. you're never paying anything down, right? Now you're you're maximizing your cash flow. Right. You cannot maximize your cash flow any more than an interest-only deal. Right. But banks will only let you do interest-only for a period of time. Which is? like Six months, maybe a year, maybe 18 months. And generally, they only do that during a construction phase. Gotcha. So let's say you buy an apartment complex and they need to be renovated. Right. Right. Maybe you're buying a class C. Mm-hmm. so here's here's another term, like on the apartment side uh you it, it's as simple of you're in a better part of town. Mm-hmm. They're brand spanking new. you know that might be an a type facility.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now a B facility might be it might still be in a good part of town, but it might be a ten year old uh product. Gotcha. Now you might down into a B product, a C and a D product, that's the older units uh, you know, on, on, uh, more of the blue collar side of town, that's when you get into the C and D's. And so, uh, when you buy, like a lot of people's strategy is to buy a C unit apartment complex, Mm -hmm. renovate it to get it to a B level. And so if you're buying an apartment complex and your strategy is we're going to fix it up, we're going to increase the rents and then we're going to sell it, which is what a lot of people do on the apartment complex side. Uh, with the bank, when you're in that construction phase, the majority of the time they will give you an interest-only loan during that phase while you're doing construction. Gotcha.
0: So if you're going in with the attention to like sell in three to five, that could be a, a good way to do it to maximize yeah. flow in the, in that amount of time.
1: And yeah, and that's and, how most of the people that are that are on the apartment, the multifamily side, yeah. that's the strategy, right? They're they're either developing, yeah, brand spanking new. They they just buy a raw piece of dirt and they they erect these units and they run the, all the analysis the exact same way. You know they 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 go from you know they want let's say they want to build a hundred unit complex. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very very expensive, right? And that's going to be an A product. But when they get it all built, they could sell it potentially make ten million, right? You know their goal is to get that up to a ninety five percent occupancy. It might take a year. Right. They're going to develop it. They're going to rent it up for a year and they're going to sell it. And my, my wife worked for an apartment builder. And I got to meet a lot of these people and, and see the back strategy on how they do that. And that's exactly what they did. They were in the new development side and they would hold it about a year, maybe 18 months. But as soon as they got that occupancy rate right where they wanted it, mm-hmm. that's when they sold it. And that's when they made the most money. Right. Right. If you sell it vacant, you're not going to get as much money as if you get it to a 95% occupancy level. Yeah. So that's a lot of people's strategy on the multifamily side.
0: Um, okay. I see that. Yeah. I think uh, that group that I was a part of, um, they were the intention was to buy something below market Rent, you know, put some lipstick on it <laughs> is what is it. Oh, okay. yeah, and then uh uh sell it in three to five. So I, I think in that scenario that the interest only will be fine. But you know, for what I did, um for what I did as far as like owner occupied, you know, business owner occupied building, you wanna take a traditional twenty year note on that, right? Yeah. And you could take
1: more, but most of these banks that you're dealing with, they won't let you have more. Yeah. So now let's jump into that. So we talked about the residential side. We talked about multifamily and there's a lot of different uh, products on the commercial side. You have industrial, you have retail, you have strip center, Mm -hmm. you have multifamily office hospitality, which is hotels. And then you, you have land for development, that sort of thing. So, when you branch out into the commercial side, you've got a whole bunch of ways that you can, you can slice that up and yeah. you can go after it. Now, I said this earlier and I'll say it again. Whatever you decide to choose, you want to become an expert at it, right? Yeah. You want to learn it. You want to do it once and then you want to perfect that craft. So right. we had a guy on the show a few weeks back and uh, he, he married the business in the real estate and his real estate was warehouses, industrial. Yeah. And he killed it, and I'll, I'll give you some numbers. I don't know if we talked uh, any numbers, but uh, the one of the buildings that he bought and he's held for a long time, but he's enjoyed this massive appreciation. He he was in for about three million, and yeah. today that is worth around seven to eight million dollars. Yeah. So look at that appreciation. So he mastered the art of warehouses. Yeah. He did it at least 10 times and uh, killed it. He did great on every one of those, but he came an expert at warehouses. So that's the recommendation, whichever one you decide to do and you decide, all right, I'm going to stick with this. Now you might evolve from residential into commercial and then the commercial, you might pick warehouses. Now you want to be an expert on the, on the warehouse side. Right.
0: Right yeah so, I like um the warehouses I like the warehouse is that what is that what that yeah, that's
1: oh. what so you guys can listen to him he's got a, he's got an episode uh on our show you'll be able to hear that as well you can go back and listen to him he was he was brilliant all right so buying your own building we're, we're gonna talk about that now you're a business owner and I am so passionate about you the business owner buying your own building j p you did it and you agreed to talk through some numbers with us tonight. You you ready to lay that on the table? Yeah. All right, let's do it. So uh,
0: your cost on your building was? Listed at 520, uh, purchased at 500.
1: And how many square feet did you have?
0: We're probably 5,000.
1: 5,000. So you were about 100 a square foot. Yeah. Okay. And
0: what were you paying in rent before? I was paying about, uh, I'd say, about two thousand a month in rent. And you needed more space. You had
1: outgrown where you were, right? Right. Yeah. You needed more space. And what? How much were they going to charge you on the amount of space that you actually needed, which was about five thousand, right?
0: Yeah. So the the spot across the street was available. And that was for like five thousand uh and they wanted it would have came out to about fifty five hundred a month
1: fifty five hundred a month and you were gonna have to sign a lease for how long two oh, years five years minimum five, five year lease all right let's let's run the trial
0: did it too several times
1: so fifty five hundred times sixty months you'd yeah. about three hundred and thirty thousand dollars Jesus Christ and you'd yeah. have nothing to show for it right they and, had to go kick me out and lock me up yeah. You miss one, two, three payments. Guess what they have the power to do? They have the power to lock your door, change the locks, yeah, confiscate yeah. everything in there is now theirs. Yeah. So you'd have a hundred thousand dollars worth of inventory sitting in there. You can't pay the note. COVID happens. Right. Yeah. And what are those, what do those jolly fellows do? They come and lock the door, lock you out and they own everything in your
0: uh, style, baby. I love that. The,
1: they, they, they own everything in there. And what they'll do is you got to pay for all five years. If you pay for years, you go yeah. broke and you still owe two years. You still got to pay them in your scenario. You'd still owe them about 120,000. Yeah. And, and guess th- what? They're going to try to come and get it from you. They're not letting you off the hook. They don't care about your soft story, bro. Yeah. They want their money. And these guys are vicious. So, if you can get away from that, get away from that. There's no reason to throw that kind of money away. So you went and bought 500,000 5000 square feet and what was your payment on that?
0: 20 like 2300. Now that does
1: not include taxes or insurance, right?
0: I think it yeah, yeah, it does. Wait. Uh no, not no, not taxes.
1: Yeah. So, I, I think you can probably add about another thousand onto yours if I remember correctly for taxes and insurance. So, let's say 3,500 is your magic number. Right. Look how much money you're saving every month. You're saving $2,000 a month. Mm-hmm. And you own. Mm-hmm. Tell us what's happened to your building in the last two, three years. Yep. Increased. Put some lipstick on it. <laughs> and, and, you know what i always recommend to business owners in three to five years this is going to be an ongoing strategy for you business owners don't think you're just going to buy one building that's going to be it
0: yeah
1: no it's the start of something big for you yeah
0: and multiple times i told you that too i was like man this is it this is going to be my retirement this is the last one i'm not going to buy anymore and now and i was telling
1: you you then no no this is just the beginning for you bro
0: exactly yeah
1: and so now you fast forward now you're looking at bigger buildings yep and
0: fifteen thousand square feet,
1: fifteen thousand square feet, and you hope to buy that around a million, you know a million two something like that, yeah. but what's your building worth now now we're at seven fifty Look how great that is, so you just paid the note down just methodically every month, saving two thousand a month every every month, right And,
0: and have business been to operate to expand my business,
1: yeah and now, when you sell it, you've got the so you've got uh, what you were paid down. Mm-hmm. you know what the bank made you put, let's say a hundred grand down, and now you paid it down to I don't know three fifty, I'm just guessing three twenty five somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. You sell that for seven fifty. Mm-hmm. you're gonna have over four hundred thousand dollars put mm-hmm. in your bank account, yeah, where you just put a hundred grand down. Look right. at the double on that. So you doubled your money at two hundred thousand. You got another double at 300000 You got another double at 400000 That's the power of this, guys. That's yeah. why we want to do it. That's why we want you business owners to start thinking about how do I buy my own building? This is going to be a theme of this podcast. We want you to buy your own building. Take a look at Josh. He's done it properly. And now he's, he's, he's calling me at least once every two to three weeks running traps on another building. And that will be you guys. So start embedding that thought, let that seed plant deep down in your roots and then start watering that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. I never thought it would happen, but once, once you do the first one, it's just that first one, you got to get that first one out the way. That's exactly right. You it gotta get it, it becomes easy after that. Like, I don't know what it is about it, but after, after you do the first one, it's like, okay, what else can we do now? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, looking back on it now, after I did that one, I should have already started looking at at the next one. I should have already started looking at the next one Uh, because we already outgrew the space and now we're in in the in-between phase of finding uh, the current one. I mean, the the current one and finding a new one. So... um, yeah, I would. Looking back on it, once we did the deal, we got the bank happy, we funded the deal, and we moved in. I should have already started looking at the next one.
1: I, so, I agree with you, but you, you you don't know what you don't know, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. So that that unfortunately is uh, just Actually, part of part of life. Honestly, at some point, you got to learn this.
0: So. Touching back on that, like uh, I bought the building, I moved in, let's say, and then let's just say I started looking for the next one within six months. I put my current one up for up for lease, right? So let's say I put it up for lease for five grand a month, which, uh, which is the market rate, right? Five grand for 5,000 feet. So I'm cash flowing uh, for 1,500 a month uh, on that. Right. Uh on that property. And then I, I have that extra cash flow now plus the cash flow for my business to go buy the next one.
1: Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. And it works. It works. And and what I love about Josh telling his story is there's so many people out there that'll hear this stuff and say, Yeah, but I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And this is one thing I wanted to impress upon tonight as well. You know, we always talk about mindset. Mindset is everything. Mindset, mindset, mindset. Mindset creates winners. Mindset creates losers.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: mindset creates average, right? And the mindset is uh, when you go down this road and you're like, I want to do that. I remember talking to you as well. and 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 it's the same thing that I will say tonight. Don't let anything stop you. Don't let anyone or anything stop you when you make that decision. Go for it. Figure it out. Where there is a will, there is a way. And I remember saying that to you. Where there is a will, there is a way. Mm-hmm. And the you bank got yours no. done.
0: The bank said no three times before. Bank this. said no three
1: times. Did that stop you, brother? No. No. Don't let it stop you. All those people listening right now, do not let that stop you. There's ways around that. Here's a couple ways around that. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be brief and simple. Partner with somebody that has some money. Mm-hmm. If you don't have any money for that down payment, partner with somebody that does. Okay. And. Uh, do SBA. SBA is going to allow you to do less money down. A bank is going to want twenty percent down. Let's say on your five hundred thousand, that's a hundred thousand down, right? Yeah. SBA is going to allow you to do ten to fifteen percent down. Yeah, big difference. big difference. Big. So if you can get SBA, and don't stop at one bank that says no, we won't do it. Go to another bank. And you just went to Fundera recently. Mm-hmm. And what I like about Fundera is they shop all these banks. They have a different type of platform. They yeah. put a deal out there on their platform and these banks come to their platform and say, I'll do that deal. Yeah. So if Josh would have said, I want to do 10 percent down on an SBA loan. Yeah. That's only 50 grand down instead of 100.
0: And guys, if you listen, click the link below in the show notes uh, for our Fundera link. It's an affiliate link. So we do get uh, paid for that. But um, yeah, submit an application. They'll take care of you. Quickly.
1: Yeah. And we've got some people locally that we know as well, but mm. Fundera is great, yeah. but keep shopping. So that's one step. Go SBA instead of going the conventional banking route. All right. Something else partner with somebody who has money. I think I mentioned that, but yeah. uh, this is the advice that I want to give you. If you decide to partner with somebody. Okay. Yeah. And this is very important that you heed this kind of advice. Don't go in half baked. <laughs> right. Don't, don't go in with, with, Hey, I want to buy a building. You, let's say you have two rich friends, okay? Yeah. And those are going to be the first two guys that you hit up. Don't just hit them up randomly and say, Hey, you want to buy a building with me? Worst. <laughs> have your, do your homework first, okay? Yeah. Look at 20 buildings. Run the traps. Educate yourself on uh, the terminology inside that space. Yeah. Cap rates. Rate of return. Uh, Triple net leases Educate yourself on all these Different aspects to it Know what you're going to do beforehand So have all this stuff prepped Okay, and then figure out What you can offer that Investor And here's what you want to offer them You want to offer them uh, where they only have to put Money in You want to guarantee the note Like these banks, even SBA They want you to guarantee the note Mm -hmm. Okay uh if you can keep that investor off the note he's gonna he's gonna be more willing to say yes to you, yeah, so think about those things. prepare yourself, be locked and loaded and ready so that when you go to him, you kind of have a game plan you know we call it a business plan in this case it's it's a plan for your real estate on how you can give an investor money. Think about uh what he can get if you can figure out a way to get him a ten percent rate of return. And he's a 25 to 50% owner in the building. And you have an exit strategy of four or five years where he's going to make the 10% yearly. And then he's going to uh, maybe double the money that he gives you. I don't know. I wouldn't offer double. But maybe Excellent. you offer like 20%. Yeah. Come up with some good numbers and be well prepared. And then go hit your two rich friends up. Because I can tell you this. All wealthy people want to buy good real estate. And on the commercial side, they need to buy facilities that have renters. And so guess who's going to rent your building, your business. Right. So think about these things when you go to these rich friends. So, but all of that to say, do not give up. If you, if this, if you decide as a business owner, this is something that you want to do, water that seed. And don't let anybody tell you it can't be done because you're going to have all the naysayers. Man, you can't do that. You don't have any money. Uh, your business can't do that. Do not give up. Do not give up. Yeah. Keep and pressing first, in. Figure out a way to make
0: it happen. And the first one doesn't have to be 500. It could be 300. It could be that's right. You know, I didn't need like it could have been smaller building. It could have been, you know, I could have got maybe 3000 square feet, you know, for 350 and that would have been fine. It just so happened that this one was at the price it was, the size it was, the location, everything worked for me personally. So, yeah, uh, you don't you don't need you know, and even if you if you make a lateral move as far as size, you know, like if I if I move from, let's say, I was in two thousand square feet. If I move from two thousand square feet, but I own versus I'm paying rent, that's still a positive move, right? That's right. Yeah. And
1: just know, just like we said, this isn't going to be your first one. Right. So exactly. just know that you're not going to need this investor forever. You know, like in your case, JP, if you had partnered with a guy and he would given he would have given you the hundred grand, yeah. and now here you are, three years later, you're going to sell the building, but now you're going to clear, let's say, four hundred thousand. Yeah. Right. He gets his hundred thousand back. Let's say you give him. Uh, let's say you'd given him ten percent uh, a month. And let's say you still have 300,000 left. And then you guys are going to split that 300,000. Yeah. So he gets 150 and you get 150. Well, in your scenario, in that scenario there, how much did you put in? Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) And you're getting 150 out. So guess what happens now? You now go buy another $500,000 building. You have your own 100,000 and you don't need the investor anymore. Right. So keep that mindset. This is your first one of many. And you don't need the investor for a whole bunch of transactions. You just need him for maybe one, maybe two. And the goal is you don't ever need him again. You got to get
0: started. You got to get in the game. You can take the 400 and buy something for two. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. All right. Let's wrap it up. It's 43 minutes. A lot of information. Go back and listen to it again. Yeah.
1: Hopefully that didn't bore everybody, you know, because we we don't want to bore anybody. But at the same time. It's a deep dive, right? Yeah. And deep dives are going to have some more uh, stuff to chew on. Yeah. <laughs> and so hopefully you guys got something out of this. And again, we always say this. If you have any questions, let us know. Yep. If you want us to help you run an analysis on a building, let us know. Yep. We're here for you guys. That's what we want to do.
0: Yeah. Check the show notes for the links, guys. Uh, if you want to join the mastermind, get direct access to me and Shane. We can look at your deals. We can help you. Shane's been in business 20 years and we want to help you grow. That's why we started the podcast. Check out the masterminds right now. It's 1200 a year to join uh, NL You can get access private group and um, let us help you grow. Let us help you grow. Let's get the first one, second one and build that wealth. That's how wealth is built. All right. With the proper investments and uh you know savings is not going to be savings people put too much emphasis on savings and not enough on investing you know and investing is what's helping a lot of people through right now including myself uh through covid because my investments are bringing in cash flow that's sustaining you know the business and the empire and so um Throwing money to the landlord. <laughs> going to it's have not it.
1: fun. Nobody wants to do that. And that's you only want to do that for a short season. Yeah, that's
0: it. Yeah, and and and, and luckily I did. I would say I've only – out of the 10 years I've been in business, three years I've only paid landlords, and the rest is my, is going to be my own. I'm never going to have to pay again, you know. So. I love
1: that. Never have to do it again. And I want to touch on that 1200 You know uh, – You got to have mentors. You got to have people that can help you stay out of margin deals on real estate. They can help you stay out of marginal deals on business. It's so crucial. One bad decision on business, you can waste five years. Literally, you get roped into a business that's marginal. You can't get out of them, guys. You cannot. You can't just. You don't just give everything back and and walk away. You probably (laughs) lost two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, but just by walking away, that's not how it works. And right. so but you could have avoided that marginal business with the right counsel. Right. So when you're talking about 100 a month for wise counsel, it is cheap. And and the business pays for it, it's a write off. And so all you business owners you need this counsel, you need counsel like that.
0: All right guys, that's going to be it. Thank you for tuning in. Shane's always a pleasure. Uh, you guys, check out the website, links below. Talk to you guys later. Make sure to subscribe, comment, rate. Uh, If you got any questions, hit me up on uh, Instagram at next level JP. Happy to help you out. And uh, we can get any questions over to Shane as well uh, through that social media. Talk to you guys later.
1: See you next time.